All right, guys, it is AEW Review Week. Dynamite and Rampage this past week were pretty doggone good. I tell you what, before we dive off into it, if you like what you're hearing, always go to Patreon, 99 cent ad free, and in wherever you get your podcast. All right, we'll dive into Dynamite. And they started out of the gate with the hair match. And uh, and they had the barber chair set up, the barber there, everybody ready to go. And it started off pretty strong. Okay, you had Jericho coming down, and then you had uh, Ortiz. And, uh, of course, Jericho's got the, uh, what does he call it, the uh, Appreciation Society, Jericho Appreciation Society with him. And at first, it was just Ortiz, and then later to be joined by Kingston. But the match starts off, and hey, man, they're throwing hands, and it's going pretty good. Move for move, a couple of great moves, and a lot of close calls. Um, you know, it was it was a good match. Uh, I could try to get into describing it, but <clears throat> I think you know what I mean. It was a good match. It was a close calls because, of course, they're trying to get that pin to get the hair cut. Uh, it uh, ends up to where um, uh, they they uh, move uh, Ortiz's hand off the rope when he breaks. I believe he's in the uh, walls of Jericho. And uh, once uh, the uh, Appreciation Society tries to uh, uh, take his hand off the rope, Kingston comes in. They, of course, all jump on him. So all hell breaks loose, right? Uh, and then you've got uh, the rest of Ortiz's bunch coming down. Uh, and, and everybody gets kind of evened up. They get on the outside. They're kind of whooping. They're whooping this way. They're whooping up the ramp. They're going, well, anyway, a mask, a mosque man, as Regal would call it. Um, and everybody's thinking it's uh, Frego de Cerro, de Soro. Um, uh, he's got the whole ring gear up. Anyway, a, a, a mask man comes to the ring. It's kind of cowering down. Um, about this time, you know, uh, Kingston gets up first and uh, does a, a spinning back fist on Jericho, but Jericho kicks out. And uh, then the mask man comes down. He's hiding around, and he goes to uh, 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 grab the bat, Floyd, the bat, and runs in, hits Ortiz. Of course, Jericho falls, gets the pin, and that is the end of the match. Uh, but there's all kinds of Things that happened after the match were really good. And this is all setting up for blood and guts. But uh, so, uh, you know, when, uh, let me see, what did I got here? What do I have? Well, oh, the main thing was the match is over. They're backing up the ramp. And uh, it's Jericho and the mask man. And uh, then the mask man slowly takes his mask off. And who to our surprise, it's Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. And uh, that's a terrible JR impression. Uh, but it's Sammy. Uh, he's flipping everybody off, everything. Well, Ortiz gets up, and Kingston gets the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the microphone, and, and it looks like he's going to talk. But uh, pretty much Ortiz, uh, instead of taking the mic, he takes the, the razor. And at first he's cutting it with some scissors, cutting the dreads off, and then he takes the razor and starts cutting his own damn hair. Well, this brings up blood on his head, you know. So, 
Um, you know, they go, uh, they end the match pretty much with uh, uh, the mic stuck in Ortiz's face, and he just hollers blood and guts, blood and guts over and over and over. Okay, then we go to the next match, which is a super jabroni match. It's Warload, uh, Warlow against uh, 20 of the uh, Sterling Marks uh, clients that are Casino or uh, Coliseum Security. Uh, this is a uh, it's a stupid match. Uh, it was uh, it's not well thought. I know they're trying to make Warlow look good. Uh, he's going to look good regardless. But the twenty on one, come on, he stacks them up like as Jr. says, cord wood, and uh, goes through them pretty much. It's Jabroni left, Jabroni right, so nothing really there. Uh, so you know, and then they go right into uh, America's top team. Uh, up in the skybox, and uh, he's hollering at, hey, you know, the, Dan Lambert's saying that they're going to come get him, and that he might even have somebody there for him right then. Well, here comes Matt Hughes and uh, Tyron, uh, Tyron Woodley of the UFC, legends. But to tell you the truth, man, Matt Hughes looks like he had to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. He looks stiff, uh, just... Did not look like a UFC fighter. Uh, Tyrone Woodley definitely did. And, of course, they're trying to get him to whoop on Wardlow, and Wardlow gets the mic, and he goes, Hey, man, y'all some Midwesterners. They're in St. Louis, so, uh, and I'm a Midwesterner, and I think we're cut from the same cloth, and pretty much you're going to listen to this rich asshole up in the uh, skybox, which, you know, Dan Lemon starts jumping around, jumping around. And, you know, uh, they pretty much say, no, they throw... Um, uh, mean Mark, mean Mark, uh, Mark Sterling into, or, or Sterling Mark, however you want to put it, uh, with his red, white, and blues clothes on, uh, I think he had, uh, a red jacket, blue pants, and a white shirt, but, uh, they throw him to the, uh, the wolf, uh, or in this case, Wardlow, and, uh, he does the power bomb on him, they shake hands, and everything is hunky-dory. Then we go to a hell of a match. It is Dax and Will Ospreay. And, uh, you know, Dax comes out, of course, with the corny 70s porn music, uh, but he's a heck of a wrestler, heck of a wrestler. And uh, you got Will Ospreay dripping in gold, slipping and sliding, rolling out to the to the match, man. And uh, it was a hell of a match. I mean, these guys went back and forth. Uh, Dax with the strikes and uh, and Will with acrobatics and, and and moves but you know one thing when when will goes to do a move and i don't know if it's just the new japan style that i i'm not uh used to but like kenny omega he seems to me like he's i don't know if he's copying kenny omega or or kenny omega copying a japanese wrestler that does the same but when they get to get set to go into the ropes they do this odd little like and then they go into it and uh he got caught once doing that and uh and then the second time when he was able to do it you know he was effective and look man uh, uh will has just blown me away uh, before his aew time i may have seen i don't know maybe uh 25 matches of his and i am continually impressed uh he does a fantastic job um but he does a couple moves that's just out of this world. But, man, that elbow to the head. Now, 
They do, uh, Dax goes up to the top rope, which you know those guys never do that. And so you know what the uh, the result is going to be, of course. The knees come up, and and uh, so Dax is hurt. And they go back and forth, some very close pins, and, and send some moves you think that each one, each one got to complete a finishing move, and, and they both kicked out. And it ended up being... Um, that uh, Dax got a blow to the head, and then uh, he comes back with a couple flips, a couple moves, Will does, and then Will gets the elbow to the back of the head, seriously. Adjusts the, the elbow pad and, and really just lays into him and, and pretty much kind of knocks him out for a second. And one, two, three goes to Will. But then, then, uh, United Empire comes out. So... Uh, that brings on a whole nother thing because it brings in trains and whistles. Uh, but uh, they come in and they're kind of standing over them and uh, like they're getting ready to all whoop on them. And uh, then all of a sudden you see uh, the rest of uh, Dax's crew come out and everybody's kind of facing off. They kind of get to throwing hands and everything. So you get a little taste of, of what's going to come uh, after that. But uh, they pretty much had gotten a, a upper hand uh the United Empire had, and then you hear Orange Cassidy's music. And of course, he comes flying down, no, he comes walking down to the ring where everybody else now has kind of been able to clear out the ring. Uh, Will hears music, doesn't want to look towards the ramp, kind of looking out towards the crowd like, can you believe his brother? Can you believe this man? But they turn around, do a stare off, uh, Orange Cassidy's crew comes up behind him. Will decides, uh, I'll retreat for now. Then they go into a Mox Tanahashi <laughs> interview where Mox has been saying he's been chasing him for three years and finally he has him. Then they go into a commercial break and they come back out and uh, Mox comes to the crowd, or comes, or comes to the ring, or they announce him to come to the ring, and of course the crowd goes crazy. Now, Tanahashi, um, during that interview earlier, never spoke. And then, uh, uh, so uh, they get up to nose to nose to each other. And, and right when, you know, Mox goes on for several minutes about he, in his mind, he believes he's the best wrestler in the world. And at Forbidden Door, after three years of chasing this man, he is going to prove it. Well, um, they get to talking and, 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 um, uh, the, Takanashi finally gets ready to use the mic, and what happens? Another train whistle comes through. It's Jericho. And Jericho pretty much is telling everyone, and he's with Ty Conti and Sammy. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Uh, but uh, there come uh, uh, Princeton out, and he, he announces, Jericho does, that He's beaten uh, Brian Danielson a few weeks ago in Japan, and he beat uh, Takanashi. A couple of, uh, is, is like a, two and zero against him, and and, uh, and and everything about this time, uh, Takanashi finally gets to talk, and he pretty much says, "Shut up!" in a very broken, broken English. And then Jericho goes, "Skid him!" Uh, so and and the guys come running down the ramp, and they're all ready for him, right? Mox and they, and they're ready. But out of nowhere, Murderhawk and Desperado jump in from behind. And uh, they pretty much whoop everybody. And uh, Jericho introduces his new group. And it's uh, Sammy, 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 and Ty, and Murderhawk, and um, 
Desperado and their their own loan from the Suzuki uh, Goons uh, Dojo. I don't. <laughs> I'm not up on Japanese wrestling as much as I should be. That's where I refer to the Gardner, Mr. Gross. Uh, but they uh, pretty much are setting up a five-on-five um, match. And uh, they go, they're fighting, they, uh, they're going back and forth, and pretty much Mox and, uh, and uh, the man, uh, the gentleman, clear the uh, ring out, and it's just those two gentlemen, those two warriors standing in the ring at the end. Uh, and they do a little... Uh, a little uh, uh, mouth talking while the announcers are going to uh, commercial, and then they go with Darby and Red Dragon's promo, where Darby's pretty much going, "Man, y'all took my man Sting out. I'm gonna get revenge." And Red Dragon's going, "Pretty much, no, man. I don't really think you want to come down this way." So uh, they uh, uh, cut that promo. It goes off that. And then they go into a promo with the All-Atlantic Tournament for the belt. And it's uh, Ethan Page is going to go again with Dan Lambert, of course, uh, running his mouth, and Muro. Now, uh, they they go to the match after the commercial, and uh, Muro comes out, and, man, he looks great. Uh, he's got that stare. Uh, and Page, Page does a great match, man. I mean, Ethan does. He's he's moved for movies. He's a good wrestler. Uh, this is not a new guy. This is a seasoned veteran. Um, and the match is, is back and forth, and he gets the upper hand on Muro for a while. And uh, everything's looking his way. Then he screws up. He tells Muro... You know, Muro is, is a very religious person in real life. And uh, in his promos, he, well, you know the deal, uh, the way he talks and uh, the walk he walks. Uh, but he tells Muro that he wants him to pray to him. <laughs> Bad move. All right, so that pretty much tells you where that match went after that. Hey, there was a couple more good moves, but Muro gets through, stomps the back, stretches him out, flips him over, and it's sunny side up. Muro wins. All right, then they go into a promo with Matt Sedell and Dante Martin for an upcoming match on Rampage this Friday where uh, he's pretty much saying, man, he's tired of being called, you know, untapped talent or uh, the future. He's saying it's now. So uh, they, they do a good little quick promo, uh, get Sidell a little FaceTime, you know, uh, trying to help. But Dante does good on the mic. So they go from there, they go to a, uh, uh, they go to Britt Baker and Tony Storm. And that was a good match because this is a rematch. And uh, it's a good match. Uh, uh, you know, they come out striking right away, trying to beat the hell out of each other. Uh, they do a great job. Um, but the match, as it goes for uh, several minutes, and, uh, of course, uh, you got to kick one of uh, Britt's girls out uh, and, and, and get it down to two-on-one. But uh, Tony does a move. Uh, a, a some kind of a little acrobatic move uh, flip over and Britt backs you know she's already on her butt she's on the mat so she backs into the turnbuckle into the seated position on you know with her back against the bottom rope her head against the second rope uh, Tony 
does a quick running move, turns around and gives her the booty shot of all booty shots. If you go back and watch, which I recommend you do, you watch Brett's head. All right. She hits it. The ref goes right down to check on her. She looks like she maybe ha maybe has a concussion, uh, looks a little weak. The, the ref, of course, is going to stop and check the match. And Tony's like, come on, man, come on. Let me give you know, this is the time. I need to jump on her right now. And, uh, you know, the ref leans down, checks on her, does a little deal. And then he goes, okay, wrestle, ladies. And Tony goes to grab her. Boom. She, uh, Britt rolls her up into a small package and uh, almost wins. Almost wins. And they usually do when this happens. That's usually, I was sitting there going, I'll be dog. And, you know, you know she's going to win it this way. But no. But no, Britt does not. She tries to put the glove on and do her uh, her her move with the, the, the dental move. Uh, but it doesn't work. She gets thrown around, gets caught, and gets pile-drivered. And I love a pile-driver. I love it. Uh, they used to outlaw it in the old Memphis Territory days. So whenever the ref would turn Lala or somebody would do a pile driver on somebody and they never recovered. It was the most devastating move in wrestling at the time. It was banned in several states. Uh, but uh, Tony does a pile driver, boom, wins the match. Surprisingly to me, I would not have predicted that. And then uh, Thunder Rosa comes out with the belt, kind of holds it up and says, you know, yeah, 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 you're next. So, uh, they go into uh, uh, Stokely, Jade's mouthpiece, uh, doing an open challenge. And uh, Willow Nightingale, that's right, Willow Nightingale, she comes out. You know Willow. Yeah, you know Willow. No, I never heard of her. Uh, she comes out, says that she wants the open challenge uh, after she's being accused of Stokely of wanting to be a baddie, which she says, no, 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 no. So uh, she asked to be in the match, and Stokely says, hey, you're an idiot, but okay, see you this Friday on Rampage. And then uh, uh, Hangman comes out to do his promo. And this guy's over, man. He's over. I mean, the crowd goes crazy. The kids are up and, you know, hollering. They're spilling $12 beers. They love them, some Hangman. And he's going to call out, there it goes. What's another one of these names? O'Connor. Well, he was going to do that the prior week uh, that he was going to call him out, and that's when him and Adam had the problem. Well, apparently the gentleman lost the belt to Jay White. Um, and, you know, and Hangman says, hey, I called you out. I still want to call you out. And then Adam Page comes out. I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Adam uh, Cole comes out. And... Um, Adam Cole pretty much calls Hangman a idiot and says, look, the dude's not even going to be there, but let me introduce you to my friend who is. And they start some music and everybody's looking to the ramp, to the entrance, and what happens to Hangman, but who comes from behind? It's Mr. J. White Slingblade. Now, I have seen him wrestle uh, quite a few times. Uh, not, I'm not saying that I'm a regular with him, but I am a little familiar with his work. Uh... He has won the belt, the, what is it, the IWGP belt, I believe, uh, a new Japan wrestling belt. Uh, and uh, I think, yeah, because uh, if I remember right, uh, Will Ospreay lost it. He then won the New Japan United States Championship. Yeah, and Jay White has the world belt. And he proclaims it after he jumps uh, 
Hangman from behind knocks him down, pretty much knocks him out with the sling blade and declares it's, you know, it's his time. It's his era, the sling blade era. He hits him with the blade runner is what he calls that, the blade runner. And he says, you know, hey, you know, I've got the belt and you're not worthy, Hangman. But Adam Cole is sitting up on the ramp going, yeah, baby, it's Adam Cole, baby, it's me, it's me. Jay says no. Jay says the man who has the belt has the clout. That's what he says, not me now. That's what he says. And uh, he reminds, you know, Hangman that he's 2-0 and o against him too, but... Uh, you know, that's that's how that ends with uh, Adam Cole pretty much going, oh, man, oh, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, what about us, what about us, what about us? You know, but anyway. Then they go into the three-way Hardys versus, oh, wait a minute, <clears throat> scratch that, uh, edit, one, two, three. All right, now we go into the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Minus someone, maybe? I don't know. And uh, it's it's a good match, man. It's a ladder match. They are flying and flopping, man. They take uh, Luchadors and uh, they use, the Bucks do, they use his size against him. Hell, they even put a Canadian Destroyer on him. And they put him through three tables. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, who was it? Nick Jackson is, did a 450 on to Luchasaurus, or Luchasaurus, or what the big guy's name with the green mask. Uh, and and that guy's got talented feet too. Big man's got talented feet, man, and he can move. But they they used his momentum to make it look more realis realistic. And I'm not a big Young Bucks fan. Uh, I just I'm not. Um, and they they did a good on this match. You know they uh, they used the, the big guy's weight against them. They put uh, Jungle Boy and oh yes, it's Jungle Boy's birthday. Or the day before his birthday. I'm not remembering which one it was, but uh, his mother and sister are sitting ringside. And they do a pan shot over there, too, real quickly. And they're, of course, screaming for their for their brother and their son. And during the match, you know, you can see them flopping around like they're nervous. And it's really good, you know, it's really good. And Christian and everybody, it's, they're really doing a good match. The match is going good. Everybody gets knocked down. But then Jungle Boy gets pinned. Now, I could do a lot of lead-up and tell you a lot about the lead-up to that. But you'll have to watch the match because what happens next? Hmm. Plot twist. Change in writing. The turn. Christian. Looks like he's going to help Jungle Boy. Nope. He flips around, he turns, and he whoops Jungle Boy's behind. Turns on him. Whoops him. Tries to do the Cherinado on him. I mean, he does. He, he It's terrible. Jumps out of the ring and goes towards Jungle Boy's mom and sister. And without quoting exact words, says that they raised a not-so-good person. <laughs> there was some cussing, some going back and forth. There were a few words mentioned. And uh, they're flipping him off and everything. So, But he pretty much goes, you raised a piece of trash. And that's the camera goes off. And pretty much that's the end of Dynamite. 
and uh, we will go into Rampage here shortly. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's anything that I did not cover, and I believe I got it all with this one, with this one. And now we'll go to Rampage shortly after these commercial breaks. No, not really. All right, here we go with Rampage. Now, that's, uh, let me see, that was Friday the 17th, and it starts off, of course, in St. Louis with Mox against Dante Martin. And this was a great match. Uh, they, they, they start off where uh, Dante is, is going to offer John a, um, a uh, you know, a handshake uh, and, and just start to match out. Well, Mox looks around and pretty much says, with Regal on commentary, you got to have Regal on commentary. So um, they go into the match. Uh, well, uh, Mox does eventually do a slap shake, I guess you would call it, but... Uh, uh, and during this time, I have to, to bring this out. This has nothing to do with the match. The match was excellent. But at the start of the commentary, uh, Regal pretty much says to Jericho, I wished I was sitting across from you with a shaved head. That's the cleaned up version. And uh, Jericho has some snide remarks back, and, and Regal calls him... I don't want to make sure I get this right, but a trout slapper. Now, I'm not sure what that is. I may have to check with my friends uh, in England. Uh, even, I, th I believe Maverick maybe can can help me with that. Um, yeah, a trout slapper is apparently not a good thing. So, and uh, and, and, and also in commentary, uh, they refer to uh, some matches that uh, the Combat Club has been involved with, and I know Yuta's been over in New Japan, and Brian Danielson's been over there. So uh, apparently wrestler over there referred to uh, the Combat Club as the Blackpool Country Club. Hmm, okay. Uh, but the match is fantastic. They go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, moves outside the ring, inside the ring, and Dante always seems to find he takes an old move and, and makes it into his move. And then he just comes up with a freaking move. I mean, he just, I don't know where he gets this stuff. But it's not like um, an, a gymnast going in. He, you know, looks, I mean, it looks good. Looks good. But anyway, the match goes on. They get into, uh, uh, you know, great moves. Uh, uh, they get into one time. Uh, Mac Mox uh, tells him to uh, slap him or hit him across the chest. They do that a few times. And uh, Dante thinks he's done good, hits him a few times. And then, of course, Mox lays the boom. Not too long after that. Um, he There's elbows upside the head. Mox is laying it down. He lays the smack down, and pretty much that's in at the end of the match. They do, after that, go into a promo with Swerve and Keith Lee. And Keith Lee is pretty much saying, look, man, I saved you. I'll give you a few seconds here to tell me why I shouldn't be whooping your butt. And uh, uh, Swerve lets him know, hey, look, man, it was a singles competition. Now we're talking tag. And uh, he keeps trying to convince Keith, and Keith's like, man, I, man, 
and then Hobbs and Ricky Starks come in and pretty much lay the smack down on them, telling them, hey, look, y'all can't coincide with each other. You can't co-inhabitate. You, you cannot work together. And we'll see. They go into a good promo, which the House of Black is always great. Uh, but they go to the House of Black, and they've got Penta and the Death Group there with... Uh, uh, the bastard Pac, uh, and he is uh, doing the mouthpiece for uh, Penta in the upcoming Atlantic Championship. That beautiful belt, isn't it? Beautiful. Uh, but uh, they do a good promo. A good promo. Uh, you know, that is. They're pretty much saying that each one's going to win, and that is that how it goes. But I'll, I'll leave you with that to lead you into this. The acclaim has arrived. All right, so you got the acclaim, uh, one being wheeled out by Billy Gunn and one on the mic. Uh, and you've got uh, the gun club, uh, the ass boys. And uh, he comes out doing his uh, typical uh, rap. And he, you know, he always drops some dimes on us. He always gives us a little, a little uh, tidbit of knowledge for the week, uh, the news. So he does not disappoint this week. He does mention that St. Louis, where they're taping, uh, has taken a title, has taken a title away from from my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis, uh, and uh, it's the murder capital of the world now. St. Louis is so. We gladly give you that belt, uh, but and then he drops the dime on us. He drops us. St. Louis wasn't enough. No, 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 no. Then he goes into that he did not have to sign a disclosure. Hmm. Who could he be talking about? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so uh, <laughs> they go into a match against the Bear Country Bear Club. Sounds like a bad gay bar. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but I'm just going to use, for lack of better words, jabronis. And they whoop the jabronis. Jabronis thrown to the left, jabronis thrown to the right, uh, jabronis thrown out of the ring, into the ring, and pinned. All right, so then they go into a promo with Hook. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that, but he doesn't speak. So the lady is, the interviewer is trying to get him to talk. Well, then the, uh, Dan, the, I'm just going to call him the funny guy with painted face because he's gotten out of character anyway, but, uh, from what he was, but, uh, Dan, well, anyway, the, the, the funny guy with face paint comes out and interrupts Hook's interview, uh, his promo and, uh, Hook speaks. He talks. He doesn't, you know, the first question to him is like, she asked him a question and he just stands there like, look, dude, I got a lot of hair. My chin is perfect. I'm young, I'm chiseled. Hey, <laughs> I can't complain because it sure as hell ain't me. Uh, but uh, uh, Hook ends up speaking on this, uh, and and I was I was kind of impressed there. So Hook talks. Then they go into Jade and Willow Nightingale. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, Jade, uh, the only way I can describe this, the match is a uh, new girl gets uh, comes to the ring like a bad uh, Hulk Hogan or Dusty Rhodes in the polka dots uh, trot to the ring. Uh, she does pretty good, couple good moves. Never seen her before. I guess looks okay. Uh, Jade whoops her. Pretty much the end of it. Uh, well, then Athena comes in after Jade's going to whoop on him a little more. So, uh, Athena ends up getting kicked upside the head. And then uh, when Trish Stratlander comes out now, guys, I want you to go back and watch this and, and watch for when Trish runs to the ring. Stratlander runs to the ring and she touches Stokely's head or shoulder somewhere in that area. And he does the NBA flop. I mean, he goes down like a, you know, I mean, a ton of bricks hit him. So that was that was a pretty good, I, I thought. And then they go into, they do an interview, and then they go into the match with Darby and uh, Fish. Now, I've, I'm not as familiar with Fish, um, but I have seen, you know, probably less than 100 matches of his, but I've seen quite a few. And he's a technician, a journeyman. Uh, okay on the mic, but uh, good in, in the ring and a great tag team type. I'm not sold on him in singles, but this match is good. He does his MMA style and, and the matches. I mean, he whoops the crap out of Darby for most of the match. Darby has a few good moves, you know, and then here we go through the match. All right, I can go flop, flop, flip, fizz, fizz, and that's what the match was a good match, though. And uh, all of a sudden, you see Kyle O'Reilly when Fish has got the upper hand several minutes into the match. Closing of the taping of Rampage. So you know what's about to happen. They're going to get him back. Because Darby, in the previous interview, had said he was going to get him back for doing it to Sting. And Fish had commented that he enjoyed the sound that Sting's ankle or leg had made when it broke so, Darby's out for revenge. Now he's down. Here comes O'Reilly, down the ramp, with the chair. They're going to do it to him again. Oh, man. And then the lights go out. Hmm. New wrestler? Somebody new from WWE? Blast from the past? No, it's Sting! Sting comes out, and he's got Floyd as bat in hand. And, of course, Kyle is going to hit him with the chair that's in his hand. And Sting, let's see how we can put this tastefully, takes the bat and hits a pair of balls out of the park. And that'll end that segment of that. But then Sting throws the chair into Fish. Now, Fish, he puts it on Fish's ankle, and Fish is not going down without a fight. He's still swinging and trying to fight. Darby, good-looking throws right to his head, side of the head, temple. Fish lays down. At this time, Darby jumps to the top rope. Coffin drop on the chair. All right, that's how that ends you know he jumps out of the ring screaming in pain uh towards sting sting takes the bat kind of does a wrench on his uh uh his knee and that's where that ends uh it is a it's a good match it's a real good match everything through uh the show was a good show so i'm gonna rank it a, a b minus c plus 
somewhere in that range. Hey, this whole week, AEW, really good. You know, they got through the debacle because WWE had a bigger one. Hmm, I said it. Hardy would be still trending everywhere. But you're not hearing very much about old Jeff right now, are you? Everybody's talking about that other dude. You know, uh, you know, uh, that dude. All right, guys. We're going to end it right there and say, if you can rescue, please do. Spay and neuter. And as always, this is Memphis Mark. I'm out.